You're listening to The Setup Podcast, a podcast that helps you navigate new topics in music, tech, and entrepreneurship with the most disruptive professionals in the music industry, turning their experiences working behind the scenes into actionable advice you can use. I'm Sydney. And I'm Sam. And we're your hosts for The Setup Podcast. If you're like us, passionate about paving your own path, hit the subscribe button on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite app because we'll help set you up for success at The Setup Podcast. I want to say a quick shout out to our amazing listeners. Truly, I created this podcast to help those who are new to the industry, just like I was once. And I'm very happy to learn that I can also provide insight to those who have been in music for a while. I want to give another shout out to all of our new listeners of The Setup Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Nick Moody is an Italian-American rapper from Long Island, New York. He's known for his powerful songwriting and contagious performances. He's hit the stage with the likes of Dizzy Wright, Code of the Friend, and Asher Roth. After performing on Shade 45, South by Southwest, and the Empire State Music Festival, Nick headlined his first international tour in London and Finland. Nick Moody recently released his first album, Madhouse, guided by his producer, Bluff, He has adapted to the bouncy trap sounds and melodic guitar rhythms of new school while keeping the boom core that his fan base craves. He even blends into the world of metal with a feature from Stray from the Paths, Drew York, on the standout single BMT. Nick channels experiences of loss, addiction, and a near-death experience into his music. It's within these experiences that Nick Moody found his voice. Today, we are joined by Nick to discuss touring, songwriting, and his newest release, Madhouse. Hey, Nick. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. How are you doing? Happy that we were able to do this. We are obsessed with your music. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. What's going on? Yeah, it's funny. Because before Samantha read like a note that I had about you, she's ah, oh, I knew it. He his sound does sound influenced by atmosphere. <laughs> That's my yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite rappers is Prof. And so a lot of his influences from atmosphere as well are in the same like type of vibe almost. <laughs> I've seen, um, I'm happy to talk to you. I'm glad that this is happening. Shout out to Anthony for making this happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. What's the story? I I believe I connected with him on Facebook mm. and he wow. sent me your information and I'm just like, whoa, like I love I love this music. So that's kind of and then it just happened so quickly. So I was really excited that's about that. Yeah. Anthony's got his hands on a lot of things. So you never know what, what comes next when you get <laughs> <laughs> and he sent an amazing email. I'm like, oh my God, this is so professional. <laughs> yeah. Now listen, we came, we kind of like came up together in this whole thing. So like it's cool that he's making his name in his area and I'm trying to do that the same. So it's we're both trying to help each other out as much as we can. When did you get started? Well, obviously I I, I got into it way later than most people. I'm a little bit older than most of the up and coming artists, but I started five years ago. I think I'd happened. I quit my job and was just like, I'm going to do this now full time. I got a restaurant job just to kind of stay afloat, the same right. artist kind of trajectory. And then 
yeah, I just went full fledged. Like I was, I'm where I worked there 40 hours a week, but you know, with a restaurant job, you have a little bit of leeway or whatever. And I have three full days that I try to jam pack with as much as I can, like stuff like this. And you know what I mean? And it's just been a slow build, but we're getting there show by show, release by release. And, you know, just trying to take it day by day because it's a tricky industry. It's cutthroat, but you know, yeah. We've learned so much this year just by doing it. You know what I mean? That's really what it is. You got to go out and you got to do it. I feel like you've been doing so much. And do you mind just giving us a little bit background, like why you got into it? And I guess like just your journey into music? Yeah, for sure. So I was an athlete growing up, actually, but I was always a writer. I studied English in college and stuff like that. So I was always really connected to poetry and was a huge 84 in your face George Orwell type of guy knock you over the head with all these theories but also played basketball which basketball is hand in hand with hip-hop it's kind of engraved and I grew up in Canarsie uh, New York before I moved to Long Island so I was always around hip-hop you know what I mean never was it a thought that I would enter it but in college I started messing around in a rap group and we started making songs and it was fun but obviously I was still playing basketball so I didn't really dive into it. But I continued after college was over. I started making more songs, making more stuff like that. And then I had some things happen to me. I lost some people. I lost uh, somebody that was very close to me who was like the only person that ever really told me to do this full force. And kind of when that happened, I just was, I don't know, I just felt like this overwhelming sense that I should should pursue this and this is what I should do. And that's when I quit everything. And and kind of started diving full force into the music side of things and using that writing background that I have to kind of create something fresh and something new, you know what I mean? And it's taken me a long time to get more musical and more involved into the production side of things because mm -hmm. I, that's not my background. But I think I've gotten much better, especially with this last project and meeting my producer, Bluff, who's just amazing. He's incredible. So, um, yeah, it kind of was, it's been a long haul. It's definitely not something that I thought I was going to be doing as a kid. I'm not, I don't really come from a really musical house or anything like that. I just always loved hip hop and I've always loved writing. And, and eventually those kind of paths crossed after a while. Tell us more about your influences. Well, like I said, like the right, the writing side of things is really well, because I look at projects like a you know, like a piece, like a, like a writer would look at a, at a, at a novel, you know what I mean? I, I, I like sitting here at my desk with my whiteboard and, and all my, and all my things. And like, that's really when I do my best writing and stuff like that. And obviously as you get more into this thing and start working with more people, it's kind of a little bit faster. And that's yeah. really been happening this year. A lot of things have been happening way faster than, than they usually used to do. I used to take time and whatever. Now it's, Oh, I need a feature. I need this. I need that. I need a cipher. And I'm like, but it's part of the game, you know what I mean? And that's why you're supposed to get up. You're supposed to write every day because, you know, you got to be in the studio with, you got to come up with something quick. That's the way hip hop is. It's it's very, now it's very present. It's very in the moment, I would say. So as far as influences go, I, I look at a lot, a lot of my favorite writers, like guys like Kurt Vonnegut and Milan Kundera and stuff like that. The guys who like really changed the way I thought about things and they used comedy and a little bit of humor. Atmosphere was probably the first person that I listened to and I was like, oh shit, this can be done this way. You know what I mean? Where he tells these dark, intricate stories that nobody else, I never really heard from anything else. Like God Loves Ugly was an album that changed everything for me when I first heard it. And then as I got older, I loved rock and roll and grunge, so Nirvana and 
and Lincoln Park and, and stuff like that. And then I, as I got older, Kendrick Lamar became just, he's my favorite rapper. It's not even close. And I just study everything that he does because he's just, he's the reason why he has a Pulitzer Prize. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people don't respect that in hip hop, but as an artist, I do. I think, and I think that's probably what I want to put to the forefront going forward is the artistry of it. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I Kendrick Lamar actually got me back into rap. I had rap for seriously 15 years from like the early 2000s. And then honestly, I didn't even listen to it when I was in high school. So I missed Kendrick Lamar's swimming pools. Mm. And then it's the damn album because Honestly, to your point, he is a poet and he's a storyteller, like phenomenal storyteller. And so the rap, yeah, and just builds up and like he works with your emotions as he's telling the story. And so you're like with him there. Right. And it was the cool thing that happened with Kendrick, too, is like I kind of caught him right as he was first like bubbling. You know what I mean? He first started to start doing festivals and I was I was going to everything at that time. So I saw him go from the opener for Mac Miller in Long Island Mm -hmm. to being what he is now, which is selling out arenas all across the country. So his, his art and the way, even in what he does his visuals, like everything about what he does is, is purposeful and like poignant. And I, and I just, I don't know. I I don't think that anybody's doing it like him. Perhaps yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying, I'm trying, not quite on that that scale, but we're going to figure it out. That's, that's really what, I'm focusing on now, I think, because we, like I said, we learned so much this year and it's hard to figure out like the best ways in this kind of climate to go forward. And I think, you know, taking all the lessons that we learned on an international tour and all these things that we did this year and trying to fine tune it is really where we're at right now. It seems like even though you're still very new that you've been touring and performing live a lot especially yeah. lately. How did you get into that side of things? And I'm sure it must've been amazing. Oh yeah. I mean, that's my, this, that's my favorite part of it. Like, honestly, I wouldn't do it if I couldn't do the live portion of it. I just like the theatrical aspect of it. I think uh, that's something I'm going to look into too, going forward is like how to make that more of a thing, maybe like traveling Broadway play almost kind of thing. I don't know. I have a lot of like ideas right now, but Five years ago, I think I think my my friend Bensie was throwing a show and at Amityville Music Hall on Long Island. It's kind of like a staple, small little rat hole bar, but it's just like where everyone plays. Like if you haven't played there on Long Island, you're not from Long Island, kind of thing. <laughs> and I just went to a showcase. My friend was performing, and I was like, "Oh, this is awesome! I should get myself out there and do it." Because I had never performed by myself before. Actually, I was in a group and like doing like frat parties and college shows. It was nothing ever serious. And then I went there one day, and I just felt really good up there i felt right felt like i wanted to do it again you know what i mean which was really cool and i just kept doing it and now my girlfriend that now that i met this year makes music as well and she comes from a whole different scene and we've been like combining our shows and it's just been really great so this summer was wild that we did so many shows all across the country and overseas and stuff like that there's just nothing like getting up there and receiving the energy and connecting with people on a stage i think that's what it's supposed to be about and that kind of got lost 
in the algorithms and the TikToks and all that right. stuff. That's true. And also on, on the flip side of someone that like goes to a lot of shows is never on the stage. I feel like that's how I discover a lot of people too. And that's what I love about live music is to me, the performance is everything. That's what gets me from casually listening to wanting to uh, listen for uh, three weeks straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's like this. There's so many like smoke and mirrors uh, that go on with this with this kind of music industry and stuff like that. I had an experience this summer where I was opening for a, a big act at a festival who had thousands, hundreds of thousands of followers, and the person sold 15 tickets, right? And I'm like, this is her. This is the, this is that person's city. How does that make sense? And then the yeah. next. My buddy's in a band that has 30,000 followers. They're opening for somebody and they sell out Irving Plaza. So I'm like, what? You know what I mean? There's so many different ways to go about it. So it's very hard to to figure it out. But, you know, if you're serious about this and you're looking at it as, as a business, right? Instagram's not making people money, really. You know what I mean? There's not unless you have millions of followers. There's a way to connect with people and not be uber famous and and still and that's what you're saying like going to see people live and becoming a real fan and connecting with them actually that's what does it you know what i mean i, I think it's a long I, I i agree with that I, I mean sometimes we get too twisted with the numbers but the numbers aren't everything in fact we actually had her name was megan hamilton on in our last season and she was like, yeah, I don't want to be known as an influencer. So I try to limit myself when I'm posting because I don't want to, I want people to know that like I'm an artist and I share my art and I'm not going to, and I don't want to get that to get lost in it type of deal. And I think maybe that's what happened with that person that had 15 tickets or so. No, this I'm, I'm right there with you. There's gotta be like a, some sort of give and take some kind of middle ground. Easier said than done for sure. So let's talk about your most recent album. It came out in June. It's called Madhouse. So in your own words, like what is the story behind this album? Well, I just wanted to, everybody always says it's, oh, put out a single or a small EP, single or a small EP. It's easier to market, yada, yada, yada. I just wanted to put out one full bone project for me to show the full spectrum of what I go through because I like a lot of different subgenres of hip hop. It's not just the hardcore boom bap stuff and whatever. And and I wanted to show like an array of emotion, an array of sound and put it all together into one thing. And it was an idea that kind of got birthed during quarantine actually, because that's when I met my producer. Uh, I met him on Instagram and he became, we became just instant, really close friends. And started making music every week. Like we have missed maybe, I think we've been friends now for almost two years. We've missed maybe five weeks. Wow. That's amazing. As far as being in the studio, like even if it's just going in there and listening to music together, that stuff matters because in the grand scheme of things, if you make a song a week, it's over 50 songs. You know what I mean? And 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 people don't look at it that way. They think that it's, oh, I got to make uh, 10 songs in a day. And then what? And then you're in a drought for two months because you're you overworked yourself. So it, I, being locked in that house is where this idea kind of came from, like a, this madhouse kind of thing, where it was like, what, there was, we were constantly just rocking between waking up, feeling hopeful for 10 seconds. Like, I have a bunch of time. I could work on music, whatever, and getting with news or 
music or whatever. And then it's just this constant rock, like rocky kind of feeling. And that's what I wanted the, the album to invoke. I feel like if you listen from top to bottom, it goes from dark to light to dark to light, from heavy stuff to light stuff the whole time. And that's what I wanted. You know what I mean? I wanted that Esau because that's kind of what I go through. That's why my name is what my name is. You know what I mean? Like people call me that because you never know who I'm going to be. <laughs> not the best quality but it is what it is you know what i mean <laughs> hey you're making beautiful art with it so i'll take it <laughs> that's really fascinating that you use the term seesaw because i guess i didn't think about it when i was listening to your album because i i did listen from start to end yes. uh, from the track list it, that's exactly for you, what <laughs> that's like you put into perfect words like exactly what i was like i'm like oh this is fun Oh, look at this D track. Oh, okay. I feel you. That's what <laughs> I feel you. It's like all little like pockets of like I, I say subgenres just because it's all hip hop at the end of the day. But there's there's so many different sounds amongst hip hop. You have the trappy stuff, and then like I have like there was like some little metal rock infusions in there. Yeah. The cars and my boy from Straight from the Path, Drew is on it screaming. And then and then you have the airy kind of piano driven lighter songs like coffee breath and the la la land yes. you know I mean that could live them with themselves in california and there's a reason why we went out to california for that video too how did you keep your creativity up so that's a good question i just i guess i think what what i always try to do when i'm approaching a project obviously it becomes harder when it's an album because it's just more songs but i just keep making stuff like as much as i can make and then it kind of just does it for you. You know what I mean? It, it falls into place. And then you'll have to plug a couple holes, a couple songs that came later on in the process, like something like Why Did You Go was one of the last songs that I made. I think was Cap that was later on in the process as well. I just felt like those were needed. You know what I mean? And, and I kind of tried to fit that vibe. But for the most part, everything else just kind of happened. Like I have an, a whole nother... Like what the album has 16 tracks. There's probably another 20 that didn't make it. You know what I mean? Just because we were just picking the best things and tried to make them. And if you see there, like we worked, I worked probably harder getting the songs to connect than anything else. And like getting those little skits in there and like having people add excerpts because I was like hitting up people for, oh, can you like make it sound like it's a voicemail? And then they'd send like the most contrived voicemail ever. It was just it so awkward. And I was like, this is like so spot on that it's bad. You know I mean? <laughs> so I legitimately was paying attention to like conversations that I was having with people and I would just slide my phone on the table and let it go. And I got great excerpts from that, from, from that. You know what I mean? I had a great quote from my dad that way, same with my mother and my friend Selena who lives in London and, and all these things. So yeah, it kind of like all fell into place. As the process went along, like, like, like I said, we literally didn't miss a week. So that album was, I started rolling it out like a year before it came out. It wasn't done like that. It just was, all right, we thought that the album was going to be this way and it kept growing and growing. And then eventually it ended up with what you can listen to now. When you were rolling out the album, what were you doing on the side to promote your music? <sighs> um a lot of I was I was working a lot with Instagram ads early because I just felt like that was what was working the best. I wasn't getting a lot of luck with Facebook or even YouTube. I felt like YouTube was giving me I would put an ad on it and it would get a bunch of views, but it wouldn't it wasn't like 
leading to a subscriber so like empty views like this doesn't to me doesn't really do anything we want repeat customers and, and i felt like instagram was a good way because when people would follow you i would reach out people miss that part of the, the whole equation if they liked what you did on an ad think about that like how many times do you look at an ad and read and comment on it like really doesn't happen yeah. <laughs> i don't do it you know what i mean so if people are going to do that for you you got to reach out treat it like it's it's True. still customer service at the end of the day yeah i actually uh, comment on instagram ads like so you're, of- <laughs> you're, you're a diamond in the rough we yeah like yeah because like i enjoyed so much i actually one of our guests this season that we're going to talk with I, that's how I found him. And and then I just became obsessed for, honestly, the last five months easily. Oh, well, yeah, I've definitely followed people yeah. from... No, I, I comment on it too, because you can message them. Yeah, and that's why, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why the, I, I felt like Instagram <laughs> is probably best for that, just because you can re, it's, you could talk to them, you know what I mean? Whereas that's other true. gets convoluted. I don't know, but... That's awesome because we need more people that do that because otherwise, what are you, you know what I mean? Like outside of, like I said, the doing the shows and stuff like that, I'm, I stay as active as I can locally and, and um, try to, I went overseas to London and Finland this year trying to do shows and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, that seems to be what it is. Like you got to market yourself via advertisements and brand sponsorships and all these other ways that music needs to be heard. But uh, again, I'm still figuring that out. I'm I'm not, I'm just telling you what has worked for me in the past. A lot has not worked. So I'm still kind of figuring it out. For sure. I mean, there's so many hats you have to wear in the beginning. Even as a marketer, things change all the time. So it's good that you're paying attention to a different test. But I want to go back to the album and your process and all that. Just curious, what song has been your favorite to make and why? Hmm. That's good. My favorite. You know what it is? It's 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 weird too because some of the songs I won't play live, and or I've tried live and they don't work. But I'd probably say "All Good" would probably be the one that that, I, that means the most to me, just because it's super personal and the mm-hmm. way that the 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 it was a, it was the weirdest thing that happened with that song because I was sitting literally right here during during the pandemic and it was like right after my grandfather had passed away, so like he we had all of his things and we never went through them just because of life whatever and now we had all the time and i was i came back to my mom's house because i was living in queens or whatever and i came back and we were going through all this stuff and i'm just looking through all these memories with old family photos or whatever and my friend sent me that beat my friend was he sent me like a pack of beats and i that one just whatever reason just took me somewhere it took me to that all those stories with my my uncle, my late uncle that passed away, that that song is about. And it just was like the most surreal experience. I wrote the song in like an hour, like feeling so good about it. I demoed it and my mic right here. I sent it, sent it out to back to the guy who sent who made it for me. And later on we we went, we hit we hit up Lee to come and sing the hook because just she needed to be on that. And it just all came together really, really organically. And that song, that's a story I would never tell never talk about or anything like that i think i just for the way that that all kind of came about that song would probably be the one that meant the most during the process that's incredible that honestly that sometimes we can't share how we feel or talk about what's going on but through music it's a whole nother story it's almost easier sometimes you know what i mean to talk about it over there because you're like 
have that fourth wall to use as a blanket almost you know what i mean it's weird but i don't know like i don't it's, it's hard to describe that one because i didn't even talk about that you know what i mean it was just like kind of what i thought immediately when i when i, when I heard the song seeing those old photos was was surreal kind of one of those weird moments that you have as an artist that things kind of all connect you mentioned you had to have leah of course how do you choose those that you work with you know what it just seems people you you come across with people that you know you work with or you've seen live and you get to know people i feel like i don't really hit up people to be like oh you'll feature on my song if i don't know you you know what i mean so i know like with for instance with bmt with drew mm. you know, i knew that song was we that song started as like this bouncy kind of clubby kind of song and i was like nah i want to have a breakdown and and get like into it you know what i mean and i was like there's only a certain level i can get to where of getting into it and then i was like i got i need drew to come in and scream on this thing to really send this message home just because i know his vibe and i know how much he loves music and how much he loves metal as a as a metal singer so you just try to work with the people that you know and you trust and also you got to kind of think about it too if i want to do a show why am i going to do a feature unless it's like a big name person that's going to bring a bunch of eyes to the song i'm not going to hit somebody up that won't come you know what i mean like i would that's a like, good point i would like to perform the song so hit up people that you work with in the in the beginning at least i was not expecting that part with drew coming in and <laughs> I, I think it was probably one of my favorite parts That's um I have to, yeah i love it i That's loved it so much i love those types of collaborations yeah, yeah you <laughs> right you're, you're bridging bridging gaps between genres it's, it, was, it was a cool thing and so who are do you want to collab with next? That's a great question. Of a lot of people on the docket. I mean, I, this there's artists that I want to get to, you know what I mean? I want to get to that next level and, and get to the my my dream right now is to be on a song with like atmosphere. You know what I mean? That guy is kind of like you could if atmosphere you can hear it in what I do. That guy has influenced me, you know what I mean? So that would be the dream one right now. But there's a bunch of local artists that uh, that I've seen and I've I've talked to about working together and just ne hasn't happened yet. But man, there's a there's a bunch there's a bunch of guys. Atmosphere is probably number one on that list, though. Yeah, you're you're definitely very articulate in your in your beat. So I mean, I heard it immediately. <laughs> I like commented on something I did a couple months ago, and I like I have, that was like one of those moments where I freaked out a little bit. <laughs> but then I, nothing ever came of it but still it was cool that he commented yeah what do you comment heart emojis <laughs> <laughs> i am so happy i asked <laughs> yeah so great <laughs> oh my god that is incredible my heart would literally drop <laughs> yeah. uh, i remember exactly i was i was actually shooting a video when that happened i was like fuck yeah I was like i was da -da. it's it we did it <laughs> yeah oh my god i can't wait literally we said it here today and i just can't wait to see that for real i think that's on you guys first <laughs> <laughs> yes and one other thing that i noticed too with your album that reminds me a little bit well i'm not gonna say it yeah i'll say it after but why did you use like acronyms in your song titles is there a reason behind that um 
I don't know. I just like, I have a little, I don't know. I love typography stuff. Like that's why my name is lowercase and no spaces in between. Like that. It's like E.E. E. Cummings used to do that. And I thought that was fucking so cool how he like messes with punctuation and stuff like that and words all over the place and things. Yeah. It really wasn't like overly thought out for that. I just thought it was like, you know what it's cool. It was crazy too. Is like the songs like change on each platform. Like, Apple Music, like Mad was supposed to be the bonus track. It doesn't label it that way from mm. the distributor. And like Voodoo is supposed to be lowercase. You know what I mean? I think like every time I put the the capitals, the next song was like supposed to be lowercase and it, it just never came out like that on, on streaming platforms. But I, yeah, I wanted to kind of like inch at that roller coaster. Like BMT is a peak, Cap is a peak. Like these are, ah, you know what I mean? And the next song directly after is supposed to be like the mellow out air. You know what I mean? So that was the intention. It didn't necessarily come across that way, but that was what my thought process was. It wasn't necessarily the acronyms. It was more of the capitalization. Mm, okay. That is such a poetic, like literature. Uh, now I'm looking at the entire thing on Spotify. That reminds me a little bit of Kendrick Lamar on some of the acronyms without the punctuation though. So that's different. Yeah. I mean, let's... Literally, I study everything he does, so I wouldn't be. <laughs> Subconsciously, switching gears here, what has been the biggest impact on your career thus far? You know what? Because I'm like kind of like, I think the way I look at it now, I'm like at a crossroads right now. Like I have a decision to make on where I'm going to go going forward as far as like identity. So I would say definitely that that London tour, because as great as it was, there was a lot of things that didn't go so and i kind of learned about being an artist learned about different audiences you know what i mean like the way people reacted in finland was far different than they did in london and even further from anybody that's in new york or america or, or anywhere so i i don't know i think like the biggest impact was that whole trip just because i feel like i came back as a different a different artist and i i think i understood things differently whereas like finding a niche nowadays is like everything. And I feel like as much as a creative person that I am, and I want to do all these things and Madhouse was great. It was a lot and it's hard to market a la la land after you do a BMT. You know what I mean? It's just hard to, to make somebody understand who, like, why, why, why do I listen to you for that? You know what I mean? That's two different things. And that's not something that you can necessarily accomplish early on. So I think that trip impacted me to kind of like fucking to focus on one thing, one, one, not necessarily like it's the same song every time, but there's, there's a bunch of artists that you can look at that are doing it successfully that you go to their page and you're like, oh, I get this. This, this is the coloring and, and uh, the branding and all that is all the same. Whereas like for me right now, I'm looking at it like, oh, I just want to create, I want to make the next thing and do something fun and innovative every time. That's great. But at the same time, like when they go to my page, it's all over the place as far as like colors and, and all these things. So, yeah, I think that that was probably that whole trip just impact, impacted me a lot. And like understanding even fashion, like the way they do fashion over there is I never was one a type of guy to be like, oh, that's I want that. So cool. But I went over there. I'm like, why does everything fit so loose? This is awesome. You know what I mean? It was just like a different thing. You know what I mean? So I, I would definitely say that whole that whole tour was was very impactful on me personal brands everything like 
getting others to know know you for something, I think right. is the most important thing. And then the music like either falls in place or fits with it, especially like you said early on. I think that's important because once once people know you, it's like hopefully you can feel like you could do whatever your heart desires. Yeah, like you, right, artists are always going to reinvent themselves every time they make an album, but you can't yeah. really do that until you have that solid fan base. And yeah, sure, I do great at local shows on Long Island. Like we we sell a lot of tickets, but you got to get out of your town in order to make this happen. So so it's kind of like. For me now, I'm like back to the drawing board. I should have probably erased this already. This has got to go. Literally. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was it was wild to kind of like because these are things that you like subconsciously or like in the back of your mind, but you got to kind of see it in order to 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 really make that change. So I think that's going to be the next focus for me because I do I have I, I love my logo like this this the fingers crossed is right there, um, but does everything I do fit that logo? Probably not. So uh, I got to kind of figure that out. Yeah. I like that logo. I appreciate it. And I like seeing it in photos too. Yes. So what do you want to be known for? That's a great question. We're here to stump you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we got existential. I think I just want to be known for, for somebody that was extremely passionate you know what i mean and encouraged other people to be in love with what they do kind of thing i think part of the reason why i did this is i was working that dead-end job in the in the city and and i just like was getting nothing out of life that i wanted you know what i mean and all of a sudden i probably have a lot less money than i would have but um i feel we feel alive you know what i mean doing these shows and going the city to city and having people tell you that they're they're rooting for you or or even if they're hating on you you know what i mean both sides of the spectrum like it's still energy being transferred you know what i mean so i think i would just want to be known as a passionate guy that put everything into it whether it's with my family with with my music whatever it is and i think i hope to inspire more people to to live that way it might be cliche but it's what it is i feel you yeah, and seriously, are you coming to Chicago anytime soon? Yes, actually. Really? It's so fun. Are you coming to Denver? <laughs> I don't have any plans, but I'd love to. I mean, I have a couple of friends that live out there too, so that'd be awesome. That'd yeah, be awesome. well, if you're ever out here, let me know. It's definitely a place to visit. Like, it's beautiful. There's a, lot of, it. there's a lot of unique things to do. One last thing. Is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners? A lot of young artists are like worried about the wrong thing. So I guess if I was going to say anything, I would be directed to the young artists and just be like, get out there. You know what I mean? Play the shows. Stop using freaking auto-tune and, and learn how to do everything live. You know what I mean? Because I, I, don't, I, I don't have the best voice in the world, but when you come to my show, you know that this is what I'm, I'm doing this. And especially with rap, like it drives me nuts when like a, a rapper will get on stage and play over his performance track. Like, it nuts mm. you know what i mean and, and that's just one of those things like literally our whole thing is that's what this is so for you for people to get on stage and not do that it make it, it gets me nuts so i guess i would just say to young to to young artists to just get out there and do it man do it in person meet people in person and remember that this is this is life you know what i mean you're, you're supposed to enjoy this and, and and make friends that and stuff like that make memories for yourself doing this 
because at the end of the day, that's all we really have, fleeting moments. It's true. Life's too short not to be happy with what you're doing. Really appreciate that and really appreciate your time, Nick. Thanks for joining us on this episode. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. We'd love to stay connected. Same here. I appreciate that. Yeah, that'd be great. Later. See ya. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Setup Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please review the Setup on Apple Podcasts. And I encourage you to share this episode with your friends and colleagues. If you have any topic recommendations or questions, please visit us at www.thesetupseries.com. 